Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney joined by Will. Back again. And uh, we have two very special guests on the show today from JT Music. We have John. Hey, guys. And we have Christian. Hey, how's it going? So uh, you guys are super famous on YouTube, uh, making some uh, dope music videos. And you know I mean it, because I never use the word dope on this podcast. Will can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a new word for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk to uh, JT Music and uh, find out why they love doing what they're doing. And uh, we're also going to touch on music in video games and why it's so great and so important to the story and every other aspect of making a video game. And uh, why don't we get right into it? All that's coming up right now. All right, so uh, JT Music guys, uh, John and Christian, uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? We'll start with John. Yeah, uh, I'm John. Uh, we're both originally from Maine, so I'll just start off that. But we started the whole uh, YouTube thing just to keep in touch because I had moved down south to North Carolina, and um, we kind of just started off the whole the whole thing to keep in touch and for fun. You know, we never expected to turn in, turn into this. You know, this was back in 2008 before. Uh, being a YouTuber was even a word. Um, but yeah, that's uh, my background and in terms of what I do at, or the background of JT, but what I do at JT, uh, I put together the videos and I also run the business and do all that fun logistical stuff. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. And then Christian, what about you? Um, so d- just like John said, uh, we we were like really close friends growing up. I mean, we st- we've been best friends since like second grade. So when he moved away in high school, uh, we we started this YouTube channel as a way to keep in touch, and he was starting to get into like, cap like making montages on YouTube with his capture card and stuff. And I was just starting to get into music production, um, so that th- that that's what I do on the uh, JT Music. My my side of the business is just making the songs, and uh, yeah, we figured out how to make it into a career, which is a blessing. Yeah, so it's, absolutely, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the the instrumentals are sick. They're so sick. It gets me so hyped. Thanks, man. That's what that's what we try to do. Yeah, and uh, the who does the writing? Uh, I do. Um, I, I mean, we both we both like research the games, and like we like John is definitely the one who has his finger on the pulse of like the game industry and like what's popular, what's going to do well. He knows a lot more about games than I do, um, which helps fuel my creativity for writing the songs and everything. Um, so, uh, yeah. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like on our side, is I do all the technical side for the, our YouTube channel and the podcast as well. And then Will, I don't know a goddamn thing what's going on in the game industry. That's all Will. He's like, he'll text me like tweets like, dude, check it out. And we get all excited about <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, man. Having that division of labor has been like key for us. It's, yeah. Nice. Um, uh, you yeah. guys joined, joined us on a special podcast where, uh, Today's our one-year anniversary. Uh, we started one year ago this podcast, and uh, that's wow! Pretty, yeah, so yeah. that podcast was so bad. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, going back and listening to, like, the first two, you're like, ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we're the same way with our stuff. Like, listening to our... We, we've been making music videos for 10 years, so, like, I, I can't even listen to some of our old stuff. It's... There's... But, but it, you gotta treasure it for the nostalgia value, you know? You gotta... Yeah. Take yeah. it for what it's worth. Hundred percent. I don't know. In, too, in, see where not you in come my from. case. <laughs> yeah, exactly, John. See where you come from, and yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, a year ago, Will had basically no on-air uh, experience at all, and uh, he, the, his delivery with his voice was absolutely hilarious. Like, we should have full-on robot. Yeah, he's like, "Can we do? Can we do a rehearsal?" I'm like, "Sure." Like, you you basically just never do a rehearsal ever because the gold comes out when you're not recording always so you always just go and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we're like sure let's do a rehearsal so and then will starts talking like a robot he's like how is it going everybody it was just all oh, gold <laughs> it was gold yeah we've we uh was... we've entered into podcasts once and we i think we filmed or not filmed but recorded our first three before we even decided to to publish it <laughs> or even yeah. to like like the, like the fourth one we recorded is what we ended up publishing yeah um you always get so. surprised, though. You uh, you make something and you just critique it super hard because you made it and you want it to be the best it can be, and then it's actually fine. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, for you know. sure. But you're always you're your hardest always... critic. Yep. yep. Sorry. So, um, I meant to that. What's, uh, what's your guys' favorite games to play? Um, uh, I mean, it's always rotating, but I think the, the consistent like one that's always present okay. is... Uh, the uh, is Overwatch. I mean, that's just. I mean, we can always fall back to that for sure. And then, uh, <laughs> in terms of like, like, like outside of that, for me personally, I'm playing a lot of Battlefield Five. Big Battlefield fan ever since the beginning, and I'm just starting to dabble with Escape from Tarkov, which is a pretty interesting game. Uh, it's very, very hardcore, I guess, in terms of the way it breaks down guns and, and gear and stuff like that. But it's cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, I played Battlefield Five and I wasn't uh, a fan. Uh, I mean, I'm a Battlefield fan, but Battlefield Five didn't impress me like Battlefield One did. Really? Yeah. I, I I'm with you on that. I, but to my discredit, I'm not a very strategic gamer. I'm like like when I pro- tried playing Battlefield Five with John and our buddies, they, they they're much more seasoned veterans of Battlefield than I am. But I yeah. I, I just had a hard time like. <laughs> getting into it for me personally at least um i have to give it another go because we were getting exceptionally railed that's true that's true (laughs) that is also true but i can admit that game is gorgeous and it is so the sound design is fucking amazing it's that is a masterpiece a masterpiece of multiplayer for sure yeah the sound design Um, is good i i there's a lot of things i do like about the game the one thing that bothered me the most was that like everyone's a fucking scout like everybody like you're like all right you like run 20 steps and you get sniped immediately oh yeah like (laughs) so nobody wants to be a medic because all the medics just get destroyed yeah people have picked it up have picked up smoke using smoke grenades now so that has mitigated some of that that's good hey i gotta give it a second try yeah Yeah. me too (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I got to give it a first. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like John was saying though, I think I think our go-to is Overwatch. That's just like, I, what I love about Overwatch is I can just pick a class, like a tank or a healer, and just like sit comfortably in that class. Which you could argue about Battlefield too, but like I feel like with Overwatch, we put so many hours into it that I can just like brainlessly lock into Lucio or Soldier oh. seventy six, and ah, uh, I just adore that game well it's just good at not becoming stale because all the characters play so differently and even if you are stuck to one archetype of support you know all those support characters play differently where if you were to play battlefield and you always were a medic you know that's such a one one track gameplay style so that's i feel like why something like overwatch can be played for so long is i mean there's 20 28 characters now there's 28 different ways to play the game and then you have all the other teams meta I mean, it's just like a masterpiece of a game, I, I feel. I actually have not played Overwatch, and the way you guys are talking about it, you're making me want to play the goddamn game. I should get it now. Yeah, uh, definitely, especially if you're if you're a PC gamer. Uh, it's great on consoles, too. Um, but, I mean, anything on PC will typically obviously be better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're cross-platform or no? No, no cross-platform. That's too bad. Uh, they're not all get, They're all getting into it, yeah. Uh, t- Sony was taking some heat last year, so... Yeah, rightfully so, I'd say. For sure. 
All right, yeah. cool. So um, let's just uh, tap into the music and video games. So uh, I, uh, one of my most favorite composers is definitely Koji Kondo. Like uh, Kanji Kondo. Sorry, I said his name wrong. Um, I'm, I have a thing for butchering everybody's names on this podcast. It's a very recurring theme. Especially, You'll get used to it. Yeah, especially Asian names. Like, ooh. It's, it's brutal. Anyways, yeah, so... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically, when you want to make a good video game, you just take Shigeru Miyamoto and Kanji Kondo and then, like, Eiji Anuma, and, like, that just makes a masterpiece of a game. Like, any any Zelda I can think of that were, the, like, those three were together are just amazing. And uh, even Super Mario, you know? The soundtrack's so legendary, it's so recognizable around we the world. Was was Koji Kondo the the guy who did the Super Mario theme? Yes, he yeah he was the original okay. composer. Yeah. Oh um, wow! Sorry, I'm I'm not familiar with him, but I'm looking him up right now. That that's okay. All right, that's all you need to say. He's, Zelda and <laughs> Super Mario. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like been around a while. Yeah, he's like the Godfather yeah. of like <laughs> video game music, as uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is like the Godfather of just video games. Period. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. There's a yeah. If the music's really, really good, it just pulls you right into the game. And it, it uh, an interesting one was actually Breath of the Wild, because they used the piano as the main instrument in uh, all of the the uh, comp compositions that they made for the game. And yeah. there's a lot of areas in the game where they don't have any music at all, you know. And it, it's so fitting. It's like the the sound design in that game specifically was so well done. Yeah, it wasn't like. I was actually so full disclaimer. Out of the two of us, <laughs> um, I, I've only I did not I I've, did not play it. I was about to yeah. admit I have not played Breath. But uh, for Breath of the Wild speak, was the speak to it. <laughs> was the one and only Zelda game period between the two of us that we played, and uh, I mean it's like a top five game I've ever played of all time. And the music I was confused about, but the way you just outlined it totally makes sense because there was such like a subtle subliminal just immersion from it. Um, it's almost like the absence of it, like really brought you in when you like you, know, you could hear the 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 wind blowing and you could see the feedback, of the grass going along with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. That you yeah. pointed that out because I, I I was I never was able to really digest it. I didn't like hate it, but I didn't love it uh, in regards to the music in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and especially when you're sneaking around and there's no music playing and you can hear your own footsteps, and then as soon as an enemy sees you, and then the piano goes, doo -doo -doo -doo, and you're like, oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really well done. Um, that's interesting that you started with that Zelda game. I'm actually curious to know for somebody who's only played that Zelda game to go back and play the old ones because this new one like blew every Zelda fan's mind because they reinvented the wheel. That's successfully. exactly what I was gonna ask. Really? Like, huh. if they went back, what would they think of the older Zelda titles? I don't know. I'd be curious. I mean, I've seen uh, Ocarina of Time. I've been exposed to that a lot. So I. Have that at least, but in terms of actually playing, you know, there, I think there's a whole different dynamic there. Um, that was another. I don't know. I, that was another. Oh, sorry, did, go ahead. I remember watching a let's play of Ocarina of Time back in I think it was 2014. Because again, neither of us were Zelda fanboys. Like back in the day, we played like a lot of Mario stuff, like Smash Brothers, um, but never played Zelda games, which is weird. Like, it, it, uh, it's strange that we just never tapped into those. But I remember watching a Let's Play of Ocarina of Time and being blown away for how much of an RPG it was, for how long ago it was created. Because I was a huge Skyrim fanboy, as yeah. a lot of people were. Um, but I was blown away by, like, how much of an RPG it was ahead of its time. Um, and I feel like that's it's always going to be timeless. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Even the uh, old classic uh, Zelda games. Like, I was just saying on the last podcast we did, the first Zelda game was so fucking hard. It was so hard. Like, they just, like... I still think the second beats it, no matter what. Yeah, the second one doesn't <laughs> count, though, because it's not really... It doesn't really fall into the... Into the... Timeline? The, like, mold of Zelda. It's, like, its own game. Oh, yeah. It's, like, a side-scroller, like... Yeah, I don't know. What Anyways. about uh, Majora's Mask, though? I thought that had some really good music. Yeah, Majora's Mask was really interesting. Um, that one is uh, basically they released Ocarina of Time, and everyone's minds were blown in 1997 or whatever it was. And uh, then they released in, uh, a year later, a full year later, uh, Majora's Mask, which was based off the same game engine, 
and but a new story. And it was a very interesting spin on the whole game or on the whole franchise because it totally tossed up how everything works. So a lot of people didn't understand it, but for those who did and played through it, it was one of the best games in the franchise for sure. I I didn't watch a let's play on that, but I did see game theories. Uh, they did like an episode on uh, Majora's Mask. That was pretty compelling. Yeah, at least I thought it was. Yeah, but... is, is it the uh, theory that Link's actually dead and he's he's going through the stages of yes. accepting his death? Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. so good. So what what are your thoughts on that? Is that uh, that theory is actually very interesting to me because the way they describe it basically makes so much sense because you go through the game and you like start by riding your horse and then you get mugged by this dude and then he steals your ocarina of time and your uh, um, whatever else and then you get transported into this like random ass like different land other than Hyrule and I was like what the fuck's going on but uh, I mean it all makes sense that he died uh, that night and then he, now he's going through all five stages of grief uh, for 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 dying. So like, yeah, it was really really interesting to me. And every and all the uh, the game elements surrounding each stage makes so much sense when you think about it that way too. So it was very very well done. And I, if for Nintendo to have pulled that off in that fashion is like absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah. that's all the also the uh, beauty of game theory is that as soon as Matt Pat makes an episode on something you can't not think about it in that light <laughs> you're yeah, like no, 100%. Link's dead <laughs> he's dead <laughs> yeah so let's get uh, let's get back to you guys now um, I think uh, my favorite rap so far is the Fortnite rap uh, I really like the music video for it it just made me laugh because it's just like that's basically me every game it's just like drop in and die <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's, uh, that's us. Yeah, it's like completely rooted in our our own frustrations with the game. So yeah, and yeah. of course when you start playing playing the game early on before they even had the practice area, like we play with guys that are really good. Uh, we play with a guy named BJCMS. He's a like a really like he gets like fifteen to twenty kills a game. Like he's a, just a monster. And Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's carried us many times. Yeah, he's gotten us all of our wins for sure. Um, but anyways, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's really good, but when we play by ourselves, especially early on, like I was saying, you drop in, and then you die right away, and it gives you absolutely no time to, like, get better and learn from your mistakes. It's just like, oh, I dropped in, and I don't have a weapon, and then I die. Yeah. Yeah. Super frustrating. It was also the building. The building. I wasn't used to that. I'm, I'm used to, like, shooters, Halo, stuff like that, and then taking cover behind a tree, but I'm not expecting the tree to be destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. The, the building... It's interesting to see how that kind of just evolved organically, but as that became more and more the mainstay, that's the more and more I drifted away from the game. Uh, it just becomes a, a game of who has more materials, you know? Pretty yeah, much. Instead of, uh, I mean, there's still skill in the building. Don't get me wrong there, but if you have two equal people, you know, it's going to be the one who had more mats in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of kind of killed it for me. I, mean, I never really loved it. I was more about PUBG by yeah. the end. I mean, now I'm 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 I would say I'm officially sick of uh, battle royales. Yeah, yeah, I haven't picked up Fortnite in about a year now, and I don't plan on doing it again. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little yeah, less we, than a year, Will. Because we started the, we started the podcast well, a year summer. ago, and you and we've talked about it at least. Oh yeah, I guess last yeah. summer, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a year. I don't plan on going back. No. Yeah, it's 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 quite annoying. Uh, you're gonna say something, Christian? Not. I was just gonna agree with John that it, we've just been burnt out. Like, not just from Fortnite, but kind of it, it really has been like battle royale in general. Like, we haven't really gotten back into PUBG much. Um, it it's still fun to go back every now and then, but like especially with Fortnite. Like, my biggest thing with Fortnite was the building. Like that that I just couldn't get down, and I. I agree that it does take skill to do that and have the build battles like that's cool but like that that ruined it for me that absolutely ruined it for me it was like this is minecraft battle royale and you know i'm yeah. not gonna hate on people who do like it but uh, it's just not my thing not i mean my thing. even I'm out. Uh, mm-hmm. even ninja has jumped ship he's on uh, sea of thieves now Oh, really? so that's yeah. why CFCs is so bumping right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who was it that brought it back? Uh, not Josh OG. Oh, Summit. Summit. 1G. Summit. Yeah, Summit. Summit. I started Dude, watching him. 
his troll videos on that are priceless. Where he's like hijacking the ships. Yeah. And oh, like, I love it. he like camps on ships for hours and like, he's, oh man. He played with uh, Tim the Tapman earlier this week and Tim didn't, he's still getting us like, getting the controls down, didn't know what he was doing. And they're like, Tim, we're trying to sink the ship. Get over here. Your fatness can sink it faster. <laughs> he's just like, I'm on my way. <laughs> oh, that game's so good. It, like, the thing about Fortnite is it like, well, just, I'll lay down the bases. I like voiceover IP in games. So, like, with with PUBG, you have that. It's just not well very utilized. But, like, Fortnite, it's always restricted into squad because it's a children's game, and you that's the best way you can, like, control the the memeing and toxicity yeah. and weird stuff that people will say. But with, um, with Sea of Thieves, it's just open, and it, it just creates such an immersive world where you can be a pirate, and you're interacting with people openly in a world... It, it it just like it just it's already an immersive game and I don't know that's my favorite thing. Yeah, like, we it, you can just yeah I agree sorry. with you. Sorry, no, uh, yeah I we're gonna go back and play. It. We played it when it first came out and we were actually disappointed with how empty the game was. We played it for about a month or so, and uh, I just watched a video of a guy. He's he was showing all the stuff that's in the game now and it actually looks quite interesting. So we might go back and play it. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. should you should because I I agree with you when like. When we first played it, we had like we had a squad of four other pirates, uh, so we we had a full galleon all the time, and that made it fun. But it still, despite that fact, it still kind of felt a little empty. Um, but the, Rare has really put a lot of effort into building that world, so definitely give it another shot. It's uh, it's it be worth it, matey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny, just before Sea of Thieves went uh, all big in the stream world again, literally a week or two before that, I said to Will, hey, we should play Sea of Thieves again and stream it and say, like, is it worth it a year later kind of thing? And then as soon, you know, he's like, oh, maybe not yet, maybe we'll wait a bit. And then, of course, it freaking explodes, and we're like, I'm like, dude, dude! Could, that could have been us, like, a week ago. Yeah. It's well, so Summit crazy. started playing, though, before Christmas, and then just, he started getting more subscribers than Ninja. Yeah. Huh. But uh, I, I didn't. Did, oh, go ahead, sir. Why didn't Ninja jump ship? Or is, is he just not? Is he just splitting time now? Or is like Fortnite? I, I think really he's still him? playing Fortnite, but I don't think he likes losing subscribers, and he's gonna go to the most popular game okay. that Twitch has. I think. It's wow. so funny. I, that see if these is big again. Yeah, I, I yeah, think I it's, never thought that would happen. Yeah. We had, it's awesome. We did, Good for them. They deserve it. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun on the game, though. We played with our friend Cole and uh, Terry Berry. And uh, uh, yeah, like take, taking the uh, taking the skull forts was fun, especially when you're like, "Hey, we're you know the skull fort's almost dead," and then you see like two galleons coming in, you're like, "Fuck!" All right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we we played once where someone stole the key, and we were just like on a wild chase with them for hours, like a oh, six hour dude. chase to get the that key was... and to go back to the island. <laughs> yeah, we got one of those That's two. What Cole does, <laughs> he steals the key from people and then uh, he'll hide it. Yeah, they have a really Dude, good... John, you just gave me PTSD thinking about that mission. <laughs> we spent so long trying to find that guy. Oh my god. Oh, I, I got a, I got one of ours too. We uh, someone did the same thing. They didn't do the same thing. They won the skull fort, and then we tried to kill them all, and uh, and they uh, ended up sinking our ship and then getting all the treasure. But while they're loading up all the treasure, we were hauling ass back to that island, and then we were chasing them for probably two hours. I think you were here with us, Will. It was either me, me, you, or, me, or you and Cole or somebody. But um, yeah, they. They were almost getting away, and then we were in a sloop, so we were... Was it the Kraken? Yeah, it was when the Kraken yeah. got them, and they're just holding them yeah. in place, and we're like, come on, Kraken, and we're shooting cannonballs super <laughs> far away, and we're shooting people over to the ship to help sink it and all that, and then we were going to wait for the Kraken to go away and then swoop in and take all the treasure. But uh, we ended up getting thwarted on that plan. We were choked. Yeah, the but, that's, but that's the thing about the game, is that it creates stories, and that's what I, that's what's awesome about it. Even PUBG was good at creating stories. That was that was something fresh that I was able to bring back because I don't know I'm like a jaded mid twenties guy now. Like they're like the last few years of gaming, I've been super jaded. But even like like I keep saying it, PUBG and CFT has definitely like brought out the the imagination, child play pretend side of me. Just like yeah. get going in with the guys and being a soldier or being a pirate for a couple hours. Yeah, 100%. yeah, dude. Even speaking to that, like I feel like especially when CFT uh, first came out. We talked in pirate talk the whole time. 
Oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> sure, it was kind of a meme, but we were also just kind of like having fun. Like, oh, we've got enemies, starboard matey. Ah, oh, raise the sails. Ah, turn the cannons. And like, it, it kind of blended between doing a character versus we were like actually just like playing pretend with each other. Like, it was, it was magical, especially oh, yeah. for. Oh man, beautiful uh, game. It is so, a good yes, game. So yeah. yes, uh, I think the moral of the story is you guys need to get back into see these. Absolutely, we'll crew up. We'll crew up, and we'll we'll join you guys. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! We oh absolutely. <laughs> get a we we'll get a, a fleet of ships. Yeah, don't mess with us. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. So they have a second ship now. I understand. Um, it, yep, it's a I, three person ship. Does it have two sails? Yes, two sails, three cannons on each side. We so, were yeah. when we, last, like. yeah last time we played we were literally screaming for that because three because three's just not enough to do a galleon it's it's just too much running around oh, yeah. and not enough yeah so um, but yeah that's good and this the music in Sea of Thieves actually is super catchy um, I, I can't remember the name of the one do 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 that one just like the classic pirate shanties pretty well yeah um, I tried to make a metal cover on that but uh, didn't didn't, didn't even the music it. when you're sailing like just the open seas is very atmospheric and then when you get close to like a skull island that like it makes you feel like you're fucking orlando bloom or uh, yeah. johnny depp and <laughs> yeah well, we, we play um whenever we, we're like chatting on discord we have a discord bot so we can pull it up and play songs off of youtube so like i, <laughs> I like to, to blast the pirates of the caribbean song as we're ch- charging towards people oh that's awesome <laughs> so good oh, that sounds awesome yep um yeah cole uh cole and terry Berry, a lot of fun to play with too uh terry Berry's so good at the game he's really good at pvp and he's always one step ahead of everybody like we're panicking on our galleon like oh we got to patch all the holes and and you know bail water and then we're like terry Berry, get over here and help us he's like it's okay i have a powder keg and i'm under the ship <laughs> john that that's our friend transform yeah we've we've got a we've got a buddy who's like the he is our jack sparrow and he's constantly like guys we need to raise the sails we got to do this load the cannons like he is constantly aware of everything that's going on you need to have that person when you're playing that game that's yeah. the only way that you can succeed as a good pirate yeah gotta have a captain oh didn't uh didn't mark uh drop the key at one point from the skull fort and then we were we were literally swimming around the entire Skullford Island oh, looking for it. Oh, he dropped it in the water. Yes, oh. he did. Rookie <laughs> yeah. mistake. Yeah, and I think it despawned. But yeah, what Cole likes to do is he will take the key and then we'll sail away to the the closest island and he'll hide it on the island and then he'll stay there and we'll circle around the island and try to sink all the ships. And uh, e- either they all sink or you know they sink us and then they realize that the key's gone and then they screw off and then we come back and take our, our stuff. Oh. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So a little shady. <laughs> oh well. well that's Dude, there would be they're, nothing they're too shady for a yeah. true pirate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going um, back though on what you said of being like jaded with uh, the games lately, I feel the same way. And we did a podcast recently, um, and there's a YouTube video Rodney put out is um, why do what is it? Why games suck now? Or yeah, why, do why, games suck? why new games continue to fail? And. Basically, the gist of the video is it's everyone does the same formula every single time where they're like, hey, uh, like, a, you, for example, this year, uh, or sorry, not this year, 2018, they're like, hey, Battlefield 4, and then they're like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, Call of Duty, uh, or not Battlefield 4, sorry, Call, Battlefield 5, and then they're like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and they're like trying to rival each other, so they just like rush the games out and release them basically at the same time, and both games weren't fucking ready. And we're like, the fuck? So uh, they, they said, oh, we have all these other DLCs planned, and they're going to come out very, very soon. And they kept getting delayed. And like th- basically, you bought an $80 slash $100 game, and you got like 40% of the game. And you can you have to wait even longer for the rest of the game. So it's like, why don't you just delay the whole game and, and release a full package deal, you know? Yeah. Well, I, see some, I saw an article about how uh, release dates are going to become less and less known and we're just going to be dealing with games work like a work in progress kind of thing for a bit now just because Fortnite, i mean obviously is and sea of thieves are both just that games that were released maybe a little too early with not enough content and they just keep getting perpetually added to so yeah 
so yeah, we um, yeah, like I agree with you and Will, jaded with games for sure. Um, so I'm hoping 2019 is a little bit different, but uh, everyone's joining the DLC train just to make a couple of extra bucks. Yeah, I mean at least it's better than it used to be in terms of like games aren't dividing player bases anymore. Like Battlefield Five, all the new maps are free, so you don't have to. Like, if you buy the new maps, you know, you're not going to be able to play with anyone because no one's buying them. So that's a good change. And we're not dealing with horse armor anymore from from uh, Oblivion. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, so. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so they've seemed to... It seemed to... I mean, DLC's annoying. And there's case, in some cases where it should have been in the full game. But I don't know. I don't and think it's like, as bad as it used to be. Like to play devil's advocate to think about it from a a, a business standpoint, they're they're trying to like keep up with because the games are all like a lot of stuff is subscription based nowadays. Even YouTube, like even like music streaming, like oh yeah, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Like it, I feel like a lot of game developers are trying to capitalize on the just oh we're gonna release this it might not be the full release but you buy the dlc season package and then we're gonna keep releasing stuff or microtransactions that we know ea is infamous for um i'm not saying i agree with it especially after this gonna see what they can get away with yeah until until something like a battle star wars battlefront happens yeah or fallout 76 that was yeah yeah Speaking of uh, EA, uh, Rodney and I have uh, been playing the VIP demo for Anthem. Oh, what do you guys think? Go it's ahead. It's an interesting take on a game. Yeah, the uh, the mechanics are, are quite nice. It it Someone said this before we started playing, and it intrigued us. It says it plays like Destiny, but better. And huh. I, they have uh, Fort Tarsus, which is going to be the social hub. They didn't have a lot in the demo with that because I don't think they wanted you to stay there. They wanted you to go out and get in your javelin and start flying around and doing stuff. Um, the flying is like one of the best mechanics in the game. It feels so natural and it's very fluid. Very fluid, yeah. Um, and the the fighting is really good. It takes a little bit of getting used to because you can um, basically you have like the jets in the back of your javelin, so you can spot dodge, um, kind of like um, the thrust thrust pack in Halo kind of like similar to yeah. that oh yeah so you can do yeah a spot dodge and then you can jump up you can do a double jump and then you can just click the left thumbstick and start flying if you want and then you have a melee ability and then obviously all your weapons so it's it's very cool and then the four different javelins all interact differently we played the um the ranger which is just the base one you start with and then uh will played as the storm and i played as the interceptor so uh will why don't you talk about the uh storm we don't want to get too much into it because we're gonna do a podcast about it so <laughs> yeah well the i really like how each javelin kind of interacts with the other so you can get combos going off um for detonation like bonus damage but the storm is more of like uh mm, I'm trying to think where the interceptor for rodney's case he'd be getting close i'd be far and doing a lot more aoe damage okay. yeah yeah that's how the storm is based uh, all of his attacks are mainly uh for multi like aoe built big explosions yeah and i just want to fly like iron man so if yeah can, if there's iron man iron man feeling and big explosions oh, it's, i'll be yeah. happy so it's definitely is there limited like flight like do you have like fuel or have to recharge yeah, your jets uh, overheat but uh you can get um okay. you can get uh, attributes that reduce the cool down and then you can all if you fly near water it'll cool your suit so you don't overheat um and if you i noticed actually if you're in a climb like if you're uh gaining altitude then your suit will overheat faster and then if you're in a gradual descent or even a full-on like nosedive then your suit won't overheat at all because it's not being stressed Oh, okay. So, oh, that's a, that's a cool, cool uh, mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, mechanic, the javelin yes. uh, <laughs> flying you, mechanic though is definitely what you want if they ever uh, release an Iron Man game. Yeah, I mean, they, I remember playing the demo of the like Iron Man two game, and that was fun to feel like Iron Man, but it was still like this is a shitty movie game. Oh yeah. You know what's funny, actually? The Colossus kind of reminds me of the very first Iron Man suit that he made when he was in... Oh, Oh, when he was kidnapped by the terrorists? Yeah. Marauder, isn't it? The Iron... Yeah. Iron something. Yeah. Kind of looks like the Hulkbuster. Yeah, that too, yeah. (laughs) That too. (laughs) 
cool. Dude, but... let's bring back the OG, the the first Iron Man suit to fight Thanos in Endgame. That'd be dope. That'd be, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little underpowered smashed. now, though. <laughs> Instead of the nanobot thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bring back the OG. Oh man, but yeah, I I think for me, like Anthem, I want to feel like iron man i want to feel super op but they also have to balance like actually having a challenge in the game i feel like that's something that's gonna oh, be Oh, there's definitely a challenge in the game like um yeah you're in a suit of like super bossness but you step out of cover at the wrong moment when there's like a pack of enemies there and you get shreked hard gotcha yeah okay. and then if when you're, that, the that balance fights, feels good yeah it, the boss fights if you get too close it's like a one hit yeah oh okay yeah, so you definitely got to plan it out like with the rest of your squad, um, especially based on your abilities and what weapons you have uh, uh, in your whatever. And uh, yeah, arsenal. the yeah the arsenal, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the boss that spider boss we fought was super tough. Um, you had to like shoot her pimple sack things from the back. I don't know what the hell they're called. And uh, and then yeah, and then after that, you just had to keep shooting those spots. But she kept retreating and sending down minions. So then you had to defeat the minions because they're freaking annoying to to fight the boss. But then she kept attacking you at the same time. So it's it's all about strategy and working with your team, which is kind of like what what I like about Sea of Thieves the most too is it forces you to be social and it forces you to work together. You know, so that's what I mean. That's that's what I like in games is teamwork and like not role playing in terms of. RP, but like playing a role, you know, being part of a unit. So, yeah, yeah that's definitely how Anthem plays out. So, you guys would definitely want to check it out. We played it on uh, X, uh, the Xbox. Um, I know PC, they said uh, there's a few bugs about with the flying mechanic with the mouse. Okay. But I'd like to try that anyways because I have, I'm kind of multiverse <laughs> versatile. I own every gaming system imaginable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to, you can't, you can't miss out on anything. No. I'll switch between PlayStation. I have my Xbox. I'll have my Switch for uh, lazy days at work. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It, switch. I, yeah, my mom always Sorry, told me to not play uh, video games unless I was going to get paid for it. And sure enough, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold. <laughs> so, uh, I I haven't told her yet though. But anyways, <laughs> let her think she parented me well or whatever. Um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, you're gonna say something there, uh, John? Uh, no, nothing. Of, I don't. I don't think anything. I already forgot what I was gonna say. Right. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. Good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, Anthem is sick. Uh, it comes out on February 22nd, so uh, we already pre-ordered it. I think we get early access. Will since we pre-ordered it. Yeah, that's I'm how not most too EA sure. games are. Yeah. And then they have the EA Premier Access membership, so you get it 12 days ahead. And then you have the EA Basic Premier. You get, I mean, you get it eight days ahead. It's just like so dumb. Yeah, this uh, this release model that games have now. I, you know what? Actually, I think they they do that so they can slowly scale up the servers and notice yeah. if, if they're gonna, you know, encounter a sea of thieves like they did in their beta. Like they just actually, it's pretty common. Even in this beta, I think the first day, like no one could get online because the servers were just crashing left and right, and center. Mm-hmm. And the sea of thieves beta that Will and I played last year, we yeah, same thing. Like the servers couldn't handle it, and you couldn't get online for a good day or so. Yeah, but the sense. alpha is a different story. <laughs> yeah, the alpha was like empty because like it seemed like five people were playing, <laughs> but including me, Will. But yeah, no, the alpha was super empty in in um, Sea of Thieves. Like you could sail around, and I don't even think you could do expeditions. Uh, no, you could just do the tra- the treasure. I think it was they didn't right. have the they didn't yeah. have the, the yeah they didn't have the uh, the souls missions or whatever the hell they are. And the uh, merchant ones, yeah. You just basically sailed around and dug up a treasure and then explored the island and nothing was on the island. There's no, like, hidden treasure chests or anything. It was super empty. We're like, we're hoping the beta's better, and then the beta and the final game were, like, the same thing. Yeah, basically just tech demo st- stage. Yeah, so. Yeah. Which is, I mean, same thing with, uh, what was the space exploration game, No Man's Sky? No, yeah. <laughs> no Man's oh, Sky. Yeah. The game's supposed to feel empty, but it was... <laughs> yeah. It, just, it felt empty in terms of design. There's too much life in this game. Remove all of it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, the, the memes of the like the aliens, like the randomly spawned aliens in that game. Oh, they were gold though. That was the that was the best takeaway from that game. 
were those weird ass aliens, th- like the pig, the like no-headed pigs with wings flapping around. Like there was some ridiculous stuff. It was ah uh, gold mine. Of the weird crew probably aliens. just got drunk and then uh, designed everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I see you guys have. I see. You, oops, I uh, went to turn the music off. I see you guys have a uh, Halo Five um, rap as well here. And I'm interested to uh, listen to that one. Yeah. Um, um, what do you guys think of Halo Five? I, uh, it was amazing. I mean, I can go on a rant on it if you want, but it, it was John, very disappointing. It. John, uh, go for it. John, well, take he, it away. <laughs> oh, God, no, John. John has a good take on this. Like, it's it just it's terrible. The the story is not self-contained. You know, Master Chief's story from the get-go with Halo One is he's a lone survivor. Um, and then through the expanded lore, you know, you kind of learn that there's some survivors and whatnot. But from within Halo 1 through 4, you don't really, within those games themselves, there's really no allusion to other Spartans from his class, the Spartan 2, surviving. But then all of a sudden in Halo 5, his lifelong friends are here. And there's like, there's no introduction. They're just there. Um, yeah. It's not self-contained. It's really frustrating. And it's poorly done. Like the cutscenes are literally walking to set pieces. Um there's, yeah. there, there's no substance. The the lock and Master Chief thing was just trash, and just a dumb marketing technique and just a wasted opportunity. Um, and all it was was just a misunderstanding where the chief was doing right, and the one and the other t- the, the, the lock squad who was trying to stop him they they thought he was doing wrong because they just didn't have the information. It's just. <laughs> And then they yeah. go into a little fist fight, and then it's over. And it, yeah, it seems like know, they just... need to release it like a Halo 4.5, like to just open the loose ends. Because like we basically yes. join these new timelines that like, you know, I don't as its own game it might have been fine, but uh, as a part of the Halo saga, it was kind of shit. Yeah, it's just bad story. I don't know. Everything is be if you have a good self-contained story, and you yeah. don't need to read the three graphic novel prequels and watch the uh, the uh, the short film and and then read these web comics to, to understand the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, fair. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, they were it's milking very... the franchise hard. Yeah, I yeah. hated yeah. how they antagonized Cortana too. It's like, dude, why? <laughs> dude, for for me, for me, it wasn't so much that they antagonized her. Like, sure, they they. they I would be okay with them antagonizing her. It's the way they did it was just bad. I remember, okay, I, I might be remembering this wrong, but I, I, in my memory, have this image of me driving a tank in one of the, like, third or fourth missions in Halo 5, and Cortana just talks to Chief when he's in a tank. I was in a tank, and yep. Cortana's just like, hey, Chief, it's me, Cortana, and Chief is like, Cortana, it's you, hi. Oh, I didn't just have a really melodramatic breakup with you where you fucking <laughs> sent me into a fucking orb and blew up the entire fucking Didax planet and fucking blew his nuts off. We didn't just have that totally melodramatic ending at the end of Halo 4, which I cried at, by the way. And then yeah. she, she just says, hey, what's up? Calls him up on his fucking cell phone in a tank and is just like, hey, chief, it's me. And he's just like, okay, I'll meet you at the next checkpoint. That I was like, I was like, what? Wait, no, their their relationship means so much more than this. This is not, this, it didn't feel like Chief and Cortana's relationship. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't, like, they could have made her the bad guy, but just not in that way. It just felt so unnatural and it was. Yeah, it just didn't work. Yeah, didn't work at all. Chief hangs up. Was, I knew she'd come back. <laughs> <laughs> and even that would have been better. <laughs> What are your thoughts on them continuing the saga saga with uh, Infinite? Yeah, it seems, I mean, or at least our art direction wise, and it, it's, I like that. I like it a lot better. And they seem to be a little bit more self aware that they kind of kind of fucked up. So well, I think they're very aware because, like, even one of the, my biggest problems with Halo Five is they got rid of everything couch. <laughs> yeah. 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 The multiplayer, I thought too, was. It was a little bit too of a harsh change, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of Halo fans didn't like it. I didn't like it because it just didn't It didn't play like a Halo game. Like, going into a, a match-made game, it just... It felt like I wasn't playing Halo, you know? It felt like yeah. I was playing, like, you know, a Call of Duty Advanced Warfare 10 or some bullshit. 
Yeah, I mean, they're definitely trying to keep up with. Not, not even, they don't need to keep up. Like they have their own, their own uh, formula that they should just make better. Yeah, you and know? Like Call of Duty had a formula, and they keep making it better. Why do you need to? Like just because it's popular, yeah, doesn't mean um, it's the only way. Yeah, I and mean, clearly Battle Royale merged because people were sick of that same old stuff. Yeah, and uh, Halo Four story, I really, really enjoyed. It was one of my favorites for sure. Um, mind you, I mean they're all good, but Halo Four had more of a narrative direction than any of the other ones did. Yeah. So. I think I think my favorite was Halo 3, uh, but that was also, like, when I really, like, I had just gotten... That, that was actually right around the time we started our YouTube channel, so I, I'm kind of partial to that. But I, I agree with you. I think Halo 4 was beautiful. Like, again, I will admit, I cried at the end of Halo 4. Yeah. When, when Cortana, when she finally just, like touches chief's giant throbbing pectoral muscle uh <laughs> like it no it, it's like a beautiful moment like that there, there was a lot of cool stuff that they did with halo 4 um that i just personally felt was just swept under the rug by halo 5 but yeah. we don't have to go back into that but yeah um um so yeah it, the oh go ahead sorry oh no that that's, that's it. Yeah, there, I was... Uh, oh, silence, let's fill it. Um, anyways, uh, oh, hey, who does the singing again, the vocals? Uh, I do, for, uh, most of the time. And, unless you hear somebody who sounds like a girl, uh, it's usually our uh, female... Uh, Sounds like a girl. She, she is a girl singing if, like if a girl. It, well, dude, sometimes I sound like a girl, John. Let's not let's not discount me. Um, no, but yeah, uh, we yeah, it's it's usually me doing the rapping and vocals. But we also work with a girl from Australia named Andrea Stormcaden. Um, Except in here and there, like for like for uh, Rick and Morty, I for some reason can do a pretty good Rick. Nice. Dude, you crushed Soldier Seventy Six. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. That's not my favorite. Like, so John, John is is doesn't hail himself as a vocalist, but like one of his first big appearances on our channel, he did uh, Soldier Seventy Six in our Soldier Seventy Six versus Reaper rap battle, which was an Overwatch rap battle, and he crushed it. Every uh, like everybody loved it. I remember being a little bit nervous going into it just before we recorded because I was like, oh, this is his first time doing it. But, like, I knew that John could do a good Soldier 76 impression. Um, but it's different doing an impression versus rapping as a character. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty dope. So Nice. Yeah, the um, this, uh, this the music and how it's made reminds me a lot of Hollywood Undead. And I, it's oh, it's so good, so good. I love it. And um, go ahead. My wife just introduced me to Hollywood, Hollywood Undead, like a couple months ago. I was like, oh damn, I gotta listen to more of this because it is crazy weird, but I love it. And I, I take that as a huge compliment. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, I think one of my favorite Hollywood Undead songs is um, oh shit, I, I can't even remember the name now. Of course, I put it on the spot. Of course, I'll, I'll come up with it later. Um, hang on, Hollywood Undead. I'll find it. I'll find it. I can't, okay. even, I can't even spell Hollywood. Holy shit, Hollywood Undead. Undead. The Googles. Um. Anyway, so uh, that's uh, how many videos do you guys have now? Uh, music videos. Uh, I think about like three hundred, three twelve. That's a lot. Now. Um. Yeah, I mean we've been doing it since two thousand eight, so <laughs> it's just yeah, just the. Uh, doing it over time and and for the last four or five years we're, we're doing weekly music videos so i mean more or less 40 to 50 new new videos a, a year oh yeah okay and that's uh, awesome i noticed you guys are on spotify too i listened to some stuff on spotify that's all original um uh, music that's not game based is that correct all this no spotify is the same it's the same library oh uh, is it okay we publish on uh on youtube it's just where people can go listen and their music's on iTunes and everything as well. Nice. Um, oh, um, it's it's coming soon. It's like these are the top songs from uh, Not Everywhere I Go. Maybe yep. it is. Under. We uh, we pretty much do almost everything big, besides formal. Like well, Nintendo obviously had the whole uh, 
crack down on content, but they let up on that, so maybe we'll start to sprinkle more in there. But we do everything besides formerly Nintendo, um, or up until recently Nintendo stuff, and then uh, just like Japanese anime kind of stuff we don't do too much of. But besides that, we'll, we'll do pretty much everything. Nice. So. Yeah. I really liked your uh, Resident Evil 2 rap. Thank you. That uh, was awesome. <laughs> did, we, neither of us have really played a lot of Resident Evil, but with Resident Evil 2, that, like... Uh, so, b- before the game came out, there was, like, no footage out, and usually uh, we'll do a lot of research on the game to, like, get info to make our songs and videos, uh, but there was, like, nothing before the game came out, like, a, a, like a couple days ago. Um, so I had to go back and look at old gameplay from like the 1998 version and I was blown away by how like how good that game was even in 1998 that still like kind of holds up sure the voice acting is super cheesy and like kind of shitty at times but like it, it, I, I was blown away by how it held up and especially how true to the original the new Resident Evil to remake was it, it was true to the original while also like sh- like showcasing next gen like graphics and gameplay it that that game is a true masterpiece i really think it is um so anyways thank you thank you for the compliment really appreciate it because <laughs> that that game is a masterpiece i think so i know at the end of your video it says you haven't had a chance to play it yet have you nope not yet. yet. Just watched gameplay. Just we might do a playthrough. We did a full playthrough. I think our fr- our first full playthrough ever of a game. Of with, Resident Evil um, Seven. Yeah. So maybe we'll maybe we'll, we'll buckle down and do two. Nice. Yeah. I-, I like the Resident Evil franchise. Um, I don't play a, as much of it as I used to. Uh, growing up, I when I was younger, I really liked those scary type games uh, from Nintendo, Eternal Darkness. I uh, remember Silent Hill. Uh, Resident Evil. I think there's another one. Uh, Fear. I think it was. Was it Fear? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Fear. Oh, Fear with all, uh, Alma. Alma. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I completely forgot about the game. Holy crap. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Like those were my games growing up, and then I guess uh, as I got older, my what I really enjoyed started to change, and I don't play uh, those type of scary jump. Uh, <laughs> jumping games anymore yeah I, I didn't play them early on because I was a big chicken but now I'm more prone to play them and we're open to play them but I, I, I'm not naturally drawn to scary stuff I guess is the big thing but now I'm like not as big of a baby anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember the original Silent Hill I think almost gave me nightmares well Rodney's, uh. a, Rodney's a basic bitch so I played um I played uh, what was that uh, Zombie U on the on the Wii U, and for fuck's oh, sake, yeah, oh was. yeah, I, sh- I shit my pants uh, about every ten minutes on that game, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and it made you f- it immersed you in the game, and because they split up all the UI stuff from the TV and put it onto the gamepad, so you actually had to look away from the TV screen to look at your UI and like plan out your shit, and if you weren't paying attention, a zombie might like uh. sneak up to you and like just eat your face. That's a good use of that the peripheral, or yeah. just the, the controller like that. It yeah. was too, and then as soon as you died, you had to pick up a, and play as a new character, and then you'd have to go hunt down your old guy, who's now a zombie, to get your shit back. Huh. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. So, all right. Um, so, how, I'm actually kind of curious because you just mentioned that you didn't play Resident Evil, but you made a video on it. How do you go about making your content if you haven't played a game before? Uh, just uh, watching a ton of Let's Plays and just doing research on the games. Research on, like, what went into the development of the game, like, the themes and inspirations for the game. Um, also, just, like, a- another big thing is, like, looking at the soundtrack for games. Yeah. Um, a-, a big thing that really inspired me specifically for the Resident Evil song, uh, for the one we just did, was looking up the Mr. X theme. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to that by itself, but the Mr. X theme, like the tyrant theme, the, the big guy in the... Yeah. The, you know Mr. X. Uh, that that music is... Oh, my God. That 
that track, it's not melodic at all. It's all just bangy percussion and just creepy undulating synths and super bassy and it's just nuts and it just makes you feel the fear of this giant indestructible behemoth coming after you ready to fist your ass wide open <laughs> and it's nuts um so i i like getting too deep here unintended um but no i, I like listen listening to the soundtrack for uh like the games that we do or the games that we cover any of the marketing um, materials, generally, I mean, it's there to inform you before it's out, before it exists. So that's just yep. generally helpful. Um, yep. Exactly. I mean, um, uh, that that all helps the creative juices get flowing, and um, it's it's easy because we just love video games. That's our muse, so it's super easy. It comes pretty naturally most of the time. Awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I actually noticed too that all the. Um, tracks that come out from you guys has it basically fits into the genre of the game it just like it you've either uh adapted or readapted uh elements that they've used in the game into your own uh music or it just fits with the exact uh genre of the game itself yeah i mean that's it the whole point is to be a value add something that seamlessly mixes into the game so um i think that's the the kept it the the trick, you know, is to make it immersive and part of the experience uh, yeah. that someone has already subscribed to with being interested in the game. Um, so that's just something we try to do. Nice. Um, do you guys do any live shows by chance? Not, like, not really. Not as like a thing, but <laughs> it like performing live is like plugged in here and there in odd situations, but uh, it's not like a like like there's no touring or anything like that. They, yeah, the video, yeah, video games live. You guys could probably uh, headline that. What's that? Is that a? It's it's a touring. Um, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe them. They basically uh, they go around and they go to like big ass auditoriums. Like Will and I've been to them. I think twice. Um, once with you, but I've, I've been there like three times. I've been there so, three yeah. times too. Once with you, yeah. But uh, they go around and they, these guys have these composers have written basically. Um, uh, orchestrated uh, movements of every like not every game but big game franchises so Nintendo's a big one they'll do um, uh, I don't think they've done a Halo one yet but they have all these different CDs out and they'll Final go, Fantasy yeah they do Final Fantasy stuff like that anyways they'll go to these auditoriums they'll get the local um, orchestra in and then they'll give them all the sheet music and then they'll play the music live uh, like a live orchestra and then they'll have a, a TV and stuff in the background uh, playing like clips from the game while they play it's really, really cool. And then uh, the one we went to, me and Will, they brought the guy from uh, that wrote the original Pokemon theme, and he performed it live, and we were, like, f- uh, geeking out so hard. Dude! Jason Patrick, cool. I think, yeah. No, Jason Page. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Jason, okay. Jason Page. Yeah, go ahead. Jason Page. Dude, I'll say somebody I really want to see live is, uh, the, um, oh, what's his name? Um, he made the Doom soundtrack. Doom 2016 soundtrack. What's his name? Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Um, he's he did a live performance at uh, like QuakeCon. Um, Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon. That dude. If if you guys have any free time, look up the making of the Doom 2016 soundtrack. It is nuts. He combined aspects of like metal, guitar, dubstep synthesizers it's incredible but he did a live performance at QuakeCon and it was nuts like face melting nuts uh, <laughs> so they should get that guy to to do some do some live stuff, live stuff. yeah yeah nice I really uh, like the new Doom I'm looking right now and it says he's back for uh, Doom Eternal so oh hell yeah oh, yeah. oh that's it's, awesome like a universal highlight of that game from everyone so I would hope so nice <laughs> oh he also did Wolfenstein ah that makes sense okay uh John is John is this uh, is this your sexy face on the end screen of the YouTube videos if it's if it's me then it is <laughs> I don't know <I> <laughs> if it's a if it, 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 uh, it's, I was gonna say it if it's a bearded a, guy with long a hair a white guy a white guy with a beard and long hair it could be either one of us <laughs> Uh, I got glasses, actually. That's the difference. If it's glasses, it's me. Okay, sure. it's, it's not glasses. It's, uh, that's Christian. It's, okay, gotcha. 
Unless I was wearing contacts that day. I mean, you can pro you can probably listen to the voice and get a. Joy to had a lot of memories with. We know that's me. That's you. Okay. Yep. All right. So <coughs> you got you got the looks, but not the voice. Maybe who knows? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. So uh, it, it sounds like a guy who's holding his nose. Hey guys, thanks for watching our video. Yeah. yeah just really <laughs> let me just uh, EQ you there. Holy fuck! No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us today, guys. Uh, we're uh, heading to the end here, so uh, if you guys want to check them out, JT Music on YouTube. Uh, they got a lot of subs, so they're definitely uh, worth listening to, and they're dope. Like I said earlier, that's twice now. You can write that down, Will. Twice on the podcast that I've said dope. So we'll see if that comes up again. <laughs> I, I don't use the word dope because I don't like it, but I reserve it for like special occasions like this one. <laughs> well, th thank Thanks. you thank you very much for having us. We really appreciate it. No problem. And uh, if you guys want to let us know what you thought of the show, join us on our Facebook page, Video Games Now, and uh, up on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And uh, we want to uh, make sure you guys are uh, enjoying the content that we're making, so let us know what you guys think. And uh, check out our shop on our website as well. Uh, we got some uh, shirts up there. We got our Breathalyzer shirt, which is a guy blowing into a um, uh, NES cartridge as a breathalyzer, which is really funny to us. It's whatever. <laughs> It's one of our favorites. And uh, yeah, we want to give one away soon, so stay tuned for that, and we'll see you guys all in the next one. Bye-bye. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.